1: This is John Scott, reporting for Lester Smith. I'll be back with you tonight at 11. And stay tuned now for WOR's resident genius, Gene Shepard, who follows next over WOR New York.
0: All right, gang. Attention, please. Attention, please. The chief is here. (laughs) You like that, George? And now, uh... Would you please uh, uh, prepare for uh, emergency action, friends out there? Please, I, as as all of you know, that uh, that deep inside of uh, my psyche, and that of course includes the psyche of all of you, naturally, because uh, there's a certain uh, a certain empathy, a certain rapport that we men of goodwill and elegant taste share. Uh, we communicate, let's put it that way, on a, on a higher plane. Uh, that all of you understand that for years I've been uh, deeply, uh, deeply immersed in the poetry of existence and the poetry of literature itself. And so tonight, on this, uh, on this uh, brilliantly lit, magnificently sunny, this uh, strangely spring-like. November evening I uh my thoughts turned to those tender things crushed crushed like rose petals between the bookends how many of you remember uh Percy Dove tonsils I'll award you a Bratsbygdicke if a bronze with a bronze oak leaf on with aluminum clusters if you can remember Percy Dove tonsils (laughs) you know who he was He was also another elegant estate, and uh, he pursued relentlessly that that, uh, swirling, always retreating grail of beauty and and truth and uh, the ultimate statement of the soul. And so tonight, I would like to read an elegant poem that I'm sure that all of you would appreciate. I opened wide the bathroom door and all at once switched on the light. When moving swift across the floor, I saw a streak of Ebon bright, Then quick, with slipper in my hand. Before it could escape, I slammed. I missed it once. I missed it twice. But got it ere it gained its lair. Yes, I fear my words were far from nice though dams with me are rather rare. Then, lo, I thought, that dying roach regarded me with some reproach, said I. Don't think I grudge your breath. I hate to spill your greenish gore, but why did you invite your death by straying on my bathroom floor? It is because, said he or she, adventure is my destiny. By evolution, I was planned as marvelously made as you, and I am led to understand the self-same God conceived us too. Sire, though the coup de gras you give, even a roach has a right to live. Said I, of course you have a right, but not to blot my bathroom floor. Yet though with slipper I may smite, your doom I morally deplore. From cellar gloom to stellar space, let bards and let beetles have their place. That's an elegant piece of poetry, isn't it? Now, now, I want you to listen again, very carefully, to the subtle thought that is contained in this. <laughs> Amid the turgid prose there lies a grain of the true thought. I repeat, I opened wide the bathroom door and all at once switched on the light when moving swift across the floor, I saw a streak of ebon light. And then, quick, with a slipper in my hand, before it could escape, I slammed. I missed it once. I missed it twice, but I got it ere it gained its lair. <laughs> I fear my words were far from nice, though dams with me are rather rare. And then, lo, I thought that that dying roach regarded me with some reproach, said I. Don't think I grudge you breath, no, no. I hate to spill your greenish gore, but why did you invite your death by straying on my bathroom floor? It is because, said he or she, it is because adventure is my destiny. By evolution I was planned as marvelously made as you and I am led to understand the self-same God conceived us too, Sire, though the coup de gras you give, even a roach, even a roach has a right to live. Said I, Of course you have a right, of course you have a right, but not to blot my bathroom floor. Yet though with slipper I may smite, your doom I morally deplore. From cellar gloom to stellar space, I say let bards and beetles have their place. And that's a very subtle point. He says, even though I kill you, I deplore your death. I morally deplore your death. Yes, you have a right to live, but not on my bathroom floor. So you, you ask for it. Now, I'll ask you a question. Now, that was elegant, wasn't it? That's one of the very few truly philosophical writings that I've ever read about a cockroach. Now, it really is philosophical. He makes a fantastic point. I kill you, yet I morally deplore your death. Now, how many times have you done that? How many times have you kicked the daylights out of a mouse <laughs> or, or, a, or some kind of a beetle? and just Oh, look at them. Oh, it's terrible. Well, I'm going to give you a brass fig with bronze oak leaf palm if you can tell me who wrote that poem. Now, whose style does it sound like? interesting subtle who, who does it sound like I'll give you one clue it was not Earl Wilson now, who was it and you know speaking of sheer poetry would you please give me a little more of that elegant poetry you can set it up there George the elegant poetry and music that you just took off you can reset it I mean I like to see my men's around me works I like to see him works I want to see nothing but the, something or other in the elbows I well, see a lot of action here. It's Friday night, G.I. party time. I want you to move. Yes, friend, get set for the rugged winter driving ahead during pick-a-pair time at your local General Tire Headquarters. <laughs> Take your pick. Winter tires start as low as thirty-seven ninety a pair. I kind of like their company commercials with a, an elegant selection from uh, Vivaldi. This is Vivaldi, friends. In case you thought it was the Firehouse 5 plus 2. wasn't quite that, but uh, I agree that you can't have everything in this life, but I would suggest you get down to your general tire dealer in Patterson, see Bob DeZell, the general tire service at 306 Market Street. I thought I handled that with certain aplomb, didn't you? You like the way I do these, don't you, George? Right, you want me to do another one? You like commercials, don't you? All right, let's picky a goody, oney herey. Let's see. You notice I speak a pigly Latin quite well. All right, hero. Here's a kind of a nice one. <laughs> You know, you get carried away by this Vivaldi, you know. The next thing you know, you're going to be laying on your back there, just looking up at the ceiling. Oh, hit it, man. Uh, It's kind of nice. All right, uh, let's see. All of these have got uh, tags on them and stuff. Most of these have got little dinghies. All right, I'll do the House of Chan. Uh, For those of you who are planning to come in the New York over the weekend, I'd like to suggest that you drop by the house of Chad. That's where the immortal Charlie used to hang around. Yeah, he used to put away that wonton soup until it just wouldn't stop. My God, he used to love it. Wonton soup and a little sweet sour soup. Maybe a little uh, Chinese chicken sweet and sour gumbo. Oh, there's nothing like it. Mandarin soul food. goes was right to the heart of things. And it's uh, the House of Chan, 52nd, 7th Avenue. And uh, they have a cocktail hour now. And you can drop by any night between 4.30 and 6.30 and pick up some free Chinese hors d'oeuvres or horses' dovers, as my Uncle Carl used to say when he thought he was being funny. And they're kind of nice. Uh, you just drop by. And by the way, they're having a Thanksgiving feast. Uh, so plan on it in the Chinese manner: barbecued capon with all the trimmings, uh, chestnut soup, the pumpkin pie. Different, absolutely delicious. All you can eat for seven dollars and a half. Five dollars for kids under twelve, who theoretically can't scoff as much as people over twelve, which is an obvious fallacy. Phone in your reservation now. That's one of those Chinese fallacies. They always call them the Chinese conundrums. Plaza 74470. You call your reservation in for a Chinese Thanksgiving dinner. I like that line, chestnut, chestnut soup to pumpkin pie. That's a sweet and sour chestnut soup with a little tiny wonton. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Hold it, hold it. That's very good. You liked that, didn't you? I just thought I'd be cooler. You know, I was thinking of that uh, that poetry there, and I thought to myself, you know, uh, there's just two kinds of people in this world. I mean, there's the people that see the cockroaches, and then there's the people who don't even know they exist. Now, uh, yeah, and I have nothing against them. I, 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 uh, I have a great reverence for life, as long as it doesn't crawl up my leg, you know, and bite me on the knee. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Have you ever been bitten by a cockroach? You have not. Do you know they bite? Oh, it's a kind of little nibble, but they do bite. It's like it's like the other day. You know, uh, uh, have you ever been close to guinea pigs? Yeah, you, you, you know guinea pigs well. Well, uh, uh, I have uh, spent some time among guinea pig aficionados. And uh, the other day I was sticking a piece of lettuce into a guinea pig named Conway Twitty. And that little mother grabbed me by the knuckle bone. And i want to tell you, he had already gnawed all the way down to the marrow before he even discovered I had lettuce. It didn't stop him one bit. He preferred my knuckle bone to the lettuce. And, <laughs> and I thought they weren't carnivorous. This is W O R New York, speaking of the carnivores, the major ones. Uh, we'll be on hand for a while, friends. And look out. Here comes another one of them big sharks. Look out, dear. Look out. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, George. No, 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 no. Hey, that's a tag. George. Hold it. Reset that one. <laughs> that's a tag. That comes after I do the commercial. No, no, no. Hit hit, hit another one. Those goodies in there. No. See, that's... See, when I finish my elegant French wine, then they come on and sing. Not before. You know, it's like having your dessert before you even sit down and eat. You don't do that. Let's try another one, huh? And now, oh, the adventures Lionel oh, yes. Marshall, proprietor of over
1: 75 Shoe Town stores. A mm-hmm. man with super shoe but and powers cloudy. known the world over as Super Shoe. Mm. Today we find Lionel in his fantastic Shoe Town children's department. I think I want... Let's see if I can guess. He must want a pair of my famous brand children's shoes superbly fit <laughs> by one of our trained salesmen. at costs so low that if it mm. weren't for Super Shoe, I'd never be able to do it. Mm. Look at the kids got these? claws That's for great. feet. I don't know. Well, how about these? We've got a fantastic selection, you know. No, not those either, Dad. Why oh. can't we just call Super Shoe? He'll know exactly little... <laughs> what I want. Someday, I suppose, I'll just have to tell him. But not today. Not now. Bon. Super Shoe's fantastic children's department only at Shoe Town.
0: Shoe Town is having a special sale on hikers, the work shoe for kids. The work shoe for kids, those poor little kids working away there with the steel-toed shoes. Hikers are rugged and long-wearing, yet gentle because they're lightweight and leather-lined. That's hikers in boys' sizes. Oxford's regularly $9, just $5.55. That's this week at Shoe Town. bump dump pump well, nevertheless, you know I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about that, that that cockroach scene there, you know, and uh, I was I was reading this poetry, I, I, you know, things fit together, they do. Have you noticed that there is a yin and yang principle in life? Now, yeah, it's an old Chinese philosophy, you know, it's, it's the plus and the minus. In other words, you win some, you lose some. That's what that means. That means for every good thing that happens to you, you get a shot, and you know what, you know. With spiked shoes, <laughs> somebody give you a good swing and kick, and uh, so uh, when you uh, when you when you begin to observe this, you know, happening all the time, there's a, there's a curious uh, pattern to life, uh, almost a composition that builds as you watch it. And, and by the way, have you noticed tonight that there's a certain uh, euphoria to me? Have you noticed that a certain euphoria? Shepherd is on tonight, right? Yes, indeed and i'll tell you why i have had i've had one of one of life's rare feelings and it is truly a rare feeling george it is really honestly a rare feeling look at what i've got in my hand i have just received not more than a few hours ago the first actually the first copy the first copy that has come off the big press you know the machine the first copy now i'm not talking about the, even the first edition the first copy of A book that I've been working on for two years my new book the first copy and boy does it feel good in my hands I love to feel it just great (laughs) and I want to tell you you know it's just one of those experiences that you just cannot you just cannot fake and and one of the reasons I'm really excited about it is because for the first time it's a book that has my drawings and so my drawings are in it George like you've seen them my pen and ink drawings and I'm really, you know, it's a great, fantastic feeling. And uh, and uh, according to the publisher, they're going to be in the stores by the 20th of November. And don't you come back and yell at me and say, well, we went to the bookstore and he didn't have it. Well, you tell him it's coming out. Dodd Mead is the publisher, and they're going to be in the stores by the 20th of November. So get out of the store and get your order in if you're interested. I'll tell you, it's a beautiful, you know, it's a beautiful feeling, just to heft it in your hand. Two years of your life, right there, bound up in, in little leather things. Well, you know, this ki- all this happened at once. See, the book comes in, and I'm sitting there looking at the book, and I got this poem about the cockroach. Now, that shouldn't have any connection, but it does. <laughs> I mean, in other words, for every great moment in your life, you're reminded that under the sink are cockroaches. And so I'm, 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 reading this cockroach poem, see. Now, now, that is an isolated thing, apparently. But then something happened. I got up from my desk, and I don't know what made me do this. It's something I rarely do. I've got a, I've got a, a, like a cabinet over my desk, all kinds of tapes and junk, you know, and and I looked up at this cabinet, and there's a whole raft of, of records that I've had of all kinds of, you know, LPs and stuff. Some of them I haven't even looked at for, you know, 12,000 years. They're just there, see? And uh, what made me do it? I reached up and took a bunch of these old records, which I don't even look at anymore, and I'm thinking, well, oh, i got to throw some of this junk away or give it to somebody, you know, send it to the Salvation Army. You know, <laughs> you know uh, some of the great records like uh, uh, Lawrence Welk uh, salutes Mayor Daley, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> a musical salute and song and, and laughter, you know, that kind of stuff. You'd be surprised at the kind of stuff that's put out, see. So I've got, you, oh, you wouldn't believe it, I mean, because you don't, you don't even hear any of that stuff, see. So I've got, I've got a whole raft of this junk, see, I'm just about to put it down the chutes, and you know, I'm looking through this stuff, when all of a sudden I come across a record that I have not seen in, you know, I don't know why I even have it. And I said, you know, man, this ties in with the cockroaches exactly. Now, to anybody who lives in the inner city, and I do, I really do, man, (laughs) you see an entirely different city than guys who ride around town in the long black limousines and have penthouses on Sutton place. And that's two different concepts of reality. And so, I, I, I looked at this record, and this record represents that other scene. Completely. And I said, in a way, listening to this record, it's one of the, it's one of the, it's a curious, funny joke today. In 1972. And it must have made sense to people at one time. Do you want to hear a little bit of this record? Now get it, get it queued up, get the get get the turntable started in there, George. And uh, you, it's the one, that, all right? That the, you're right, okay. Now this this record was in a curious way a kind of classic, and I don't know, I didn't even know I had it in my book, you know, in my bookshelf full of all this junk. Oh God, oh, here I am reading a a a poem about cockroaches, and I pick up this record. record it opens with, Heavenly Choruses. I mean, you know, man, it's got to go somewhere. Either that or, or totally nowhere. <laughs> this sounds like a takeoff on a bad soap commercial. You can see the bubbles drifting up, you know, this fantastic chick in the, in the bathtub. She's having this love affair with this, uh, this, uh, you know, this green bar of soap. Now listen to this. It's all right. Don't worry about it, Jerry. It's supposed to be. It's a long intro. <laughs> goes on sometimes for weeks. And you know, it's, it's, this is, this is a true period piece. The minute you hear the first word of narration, some it's
1: of you probably remember the first time I saw my tower, that is the first time I saw it in reality. In my mind, I'd seen it many times before, standing by the ocean, looking out of the train window at night. Even the structure I made with blocks as a child was this same tower that long ago. My heart beat faster than the raindrops as I looked up and saw it painted against the sky. The outside of the building was as beautiful as the outside of anything can be but the inside was pure enchantment. The elevator operator was Merlin. My feet touched the magic carpet as I ran down the hall, and the key that I turned in the lock was Aladdin's lamp. As I entered the tower for the first time, I knew that at last I had found contentment. A home that I would leave many times, yet never really leave. I went over to the window out of my beloved town. The buildings were constant flames, bright and shining. Stronger than the rain. And on the street below were the people that built that fire and kept it alive. Seven million keepers of the flames.
0: By the way, he's talking about you, aren't you, Bunker? One of the keepers of the flames out there in the Queens.
1: The sound of traffic on a New York street creates a strange music. Yeah. It's an orchestra conducted by the Statue of Liberty yeah. with the words engraved forever on her side. It is a great organ played upon by Father a master organist. I opened my tower windows wide to let the music in.
0: I bet that, uh, that that i bet a lot of people flip when I heard that you know even George wow man but but now that's a poem about a guy moving into his new pad Now that was that was that is out of a totally different age. you can't imagine anybody writing a piece of you know anything about New York today like that you know that complete romanticism. I mean, you know, seven million keepers in a flame. I'll tell you that—that, that—that—that's—that's you know, that, that's <laughs> if not pure oleaginous. I mean, you know, it's made out of corn oil all the way. But the seven million keepers in a flame. wasn't that a great line? Mean, that meant everybody you know, built this fantastic tower, you know. And uh, somehow the idea of seven million keepers in a flame just gets right down there. Wouldn't wouldn't Lindsay like to get that vote? You know the seven million keepers of the flame and uh, that's a real romantic idea and yet you know curiously enough there is some of that romanticism still in new york new yorkers are a strange breed in one way I and mean, you know they walk around and gripe i'm telling you griping is 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 uh it's bigger than the jets i mean as a sport in this town much bigger you know and because everybody does it not everybody plays for the jets uh, but everybody, you know, is a free-form griper. It is a, have you ever have you ever listened to any of these uh, idiotic telephone shows? Oh man! I mean, they go on night after night, and uh you know that gripe and constantly. And you know, there's a steady drumbeat of uh, of uh, irritation, <laughs> and at uh, the at, at constant uh, uh, griping about everybody, everything. Uh, that from the traffic on down. Now it would never occur to us today to think of traffic as romantic. Well, did you notice he thought of traffic, the sound of New York traffic, as creating music? Well, I suppose at the time when he wrote it, that was probably, you know, you could probably stretch your point and say that's true. But man, when you've sat for twelve and a half hours between 29th and 33rd streets on Sixth Avenue. In a cab, you know, with cigar butts up to your knees. I mean, you don't quite think of traffic as music. Maybe it's because you're too cl- <laughs> too close to it. Now, if you're for, you know, if you're sitting up in a tower, twelve thousand feet in the air, it's possibly true that there is some romance to it. You know, have you ever noticed that when you uh, when you fly in a in a plane? That's I think one of the things why guys like to fly. Uh, for those of you who. Who, who don't fly and have trouble understanding those who do. Uh, that flying is a curious kind of high, uh, and, and I'm not even meaning it in the altitude sense, but what, a, what it does do is it, it, it does what what a, what, a, what a telescope does when you turn it around and look through the wrong end. Have you ever turned around a pair of binoculars from the wrong end? You look in the other way, see, and every, everything looks real little and far away. And it's kind of great. You turn it around the other way, and you look at it, and you see that the chick you're looking at has got skin trouble, and that that kind of kills the whole scene, you know, or at least it puts a little damper on it. Not that I have anything against skin trouble, really, uh, but but it just uh, it does something to you. See, so so when you fly, when you come whistling in over, say, Flushing, like the other day, I came in on a flight. Well, in fact, it was this afternoon. I played Notre Dame last night. For those of you who are curious on, on my peregrinations, last night I played Notre Dame University in South Bend, and uh, and this afternoon, which a beautiful day today, it's fantastic day here as, as far as weather was concerned. I mean, really, uh, we came in low, big sweep low. This was a, this morning about 11 o'clock, and and uh, proceeded. Up, up uh, made a big sweep out over the ocean. You know, they, they come in over uh, Jones Beach and, and the part of Long Island, and, and you can see Jersey and the Verrazano Bridge. And you know what? Uh, you can see everything. Everything has a curious, romantic, uh, toy-like, uh, a miniature railroad quality to it. Yeah, it, it, it's, it, it looks clean. Uh, even the smoke that comes out of the Con Ed chimneys from that altitude looks like toy smoke. You see these two little things? It's like somebody stuck some green cotton in the top of it. You know this this green crud that it's spewing out over us it looks kind of good. at from, from 30,000 feet because you can see it down there. Well, we came we came dr- drifting down, say over over made a big. Big sweep. Now we're over Staten Island. We come drifting down over the Statue of Liberty, and you can see the Statue of Liberty standing uh, right there. Clean. It looks bright and green in the middle of the wa- you know the bay down there. And uh, there was a Staten Island ferry going across. And the ferry, it was just like some corny painting by Norman Rockwell. Here's a ferry going across. You see the Staten Island ferry. Little wake behind it. You can see the people standing on the deck. And you could see the ferry slips, everything so clean. And if you know the town, if you really know New York, you can identify and recognize everything. You just really see it all. And so we made a big sweep. We're coming down over over the river now, over the East River. So We're heading towards LaGuardia. And down below, we go over the Brooklyn Navy Yard. And everything is clean and sharp. There were a couple of Coast Guard boats pulled in there with the big that big red stripe, you know, that comes down over the bow. You can tell the Coast Guard cause, boats because of that red stripe. Uh, and their hulls are white. Uh, navy ships, of course, are navy, that, that blue-gray. And so sure enough, down below us, so I could see a, a destroyer laying at the mouth of the river. He's just just cruising in there, a the beautiful destroyer. You could just see all the, all the bunting is flying scene. It was like a, a very corny picture of... Uh, Have you ever seen uh, a a Cinerama movie of the, you know, one of these openings? It was the the big city. And everything is going on like it's staged. You could see the ferry going across. (laughs) And and you could see the Statue of Liberty, everything. And then you could see off to your right. What made it even coinier? You could see off to your right. Here was Shea Stadium. And Shea Stadium, it was so bright. And the colors were so bright that all of those, those, uh, Sheets of metal that are outside of Shea Stadium, even though they hung all over it, the the decor, actually were bright and colored. You could see the yellow and the green. You know, they were all real bright. See, and and you could see the the uh, field, the football field. You could read the the yard markers. You saw those two goalposts. Those two, they look like tuning forks. Has it occurred to you that the the pro football goalposts look like tuning forks? They come up like that, you know, and and they were bright and absolutely white and there were a half dozen football players down there. Did you know that this morning, I don't know who they were, but this morning uh, on Shea Stadium's turf, a half dozen football players were, were, were tossing a ball around. <laughs> you could see them down there, in their sweatshirts. Everything was so clean. Here we are at, 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 at six, 7,000 feet, and these guys are tossing. You could see the ball. You could see it down there. And over here, you could see the Statue of Liberty. All of this was spread out. And you could see Jersey and the hills off in the distance, and and it was so clearly delineated that nothing seemed to even fade off in the distance. Well, I noticed another thing. There's a, there's a, this big carrier that's laying down here in the Brooklyn Navy Yard. Have you seen that big carrier? Well, there's an old, It looks like it's mothballed. It's not it's not in use. There's a big carrier sitting there, and it has somebody has painted on the deck great big yellow letters. Go Navy. <laughs> Instead of the, you know, the the CVA nine or CVA forty eight or whatever it is, I there it's a, it says gold navy. It's just sitting there, and sparkling. The sun was coming down. Uh, what what carrier is that, by the way? Anybody know what carriers laying off the Brooklyn Navy Yard down here? She's just, just laying down. See, so we came drifting in, see, and and I and, and I had just seen this scene, and here this afternoon. This is. This afternoon, what falls out of my record cabinet, but this silly record. This is that same record. Huh? Yeah, I want this to. See. see, this is in, in, in any in any movie, if you if you're an old movie goer, if you're a real movie buff, this is this is always New York music. This is a cliche, just like Western music was, you know. The
1: Statue of Liberty. <laughs>
0: this city, and in fact, I think our country itself, is that no matter how you put it down, and you may, you know, you, got, you walk around, you're still there is some curious thing about it that gets you. Now, that is true. Now, how can you... you and you're you're embarrassed about it today, for some reason. Now, yeah, this this... Uh, and here I am. I'm uh, floating at at at, at six thousand feet. And we're 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 heading up the East River, over the over the uh, bridge. Boy, the Verrazano Bridge looked fantastic today.
1: Gaiety often found its way into my tower. Night after night, it was filled with happy people. Thin happy people, fat happy people, tall happy people, short.
0: By the way, this was before the days of pop. Young,
1: Many races from many places my tower was filled with nice neighborly sounds phones ringing knocks upon the door many conversations competing madly for attention and the heartwarming sound of people laughing out loud
0: can you imagine talking about your neighbors mostly
1: about new york the concerts we'd attended the humidity the plays we have seen the humidity the musicals on broadway
0: and the humidity. Hey, but what about oh, robbing them rascals out at a city hall? You talk Good about that a lot, mister. And we had musicians, <laughs> and we had a wonderful waiter, a waiter named you Noah. Know, oh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, man, this is, this is a special, a, a special thing. There's a certain type of showbiz cuckoo who looks at New York as nothing but musicals and wonderful, friendly little waiters and all that sort of thing. I mean, these are the people who really like Noah. These are the guys who really like uh, Neil Simon. <laughs> he's, he's part of that, that thing, you know. And, and, and this, this uh, listening to this thing, it reminds me of, of uh, that kind of romanticism. There's certain kinds of poetry that's like that. For example, uh, uh, How Do I Love Thee? Let Me Count The Ways. That's the same kind of stuff. You agree? Uh, you know, there are movies that reflected that same that same romanticism about the city. And you see it once in a while on late television, and you can't comprehend that thing. It's so it's so removed now. Have you have you seen recently uh, a wonderful town? It's an old musical that shows up once in a while on TV with Frank Sinatra and Gene Kelly. That's part of that same thing, you know, sailors out in the town, you know, and, and the, oh, man, not one of them gets rolled, you know. <laughs> no way. And and, 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 and that, that curious, innocent quality of, of uh, have you seen my sister Eileen? That's another one. If you ever get, These people lived in the village. It's totally unrecognizable as to, as to the village of today. Uh, and yet... That that it's the romantic quality of the attitude of the people's the mind, the way their mind works.
1: Oh,
0: thank you, thank you,
1: thank you, thank you,
0: Dean. But where is your husband, Mr. B? Keep working at me. <laughs> oh man. Uh, you know, speaking of your elegant little waiter named Noah, we have here an elegant French wine that we would like to suggest that you order this is the next time that you have a meatloaf. At your elegant little apartment in Kew Gardens, if you would like to enjoy fine French wine with your meal, with your meatloaf and the red cabbage, but think it's too complicated and too expensive, we suggest you try Alexis Lachine wines. Alexis Lachine. Yes, très élégant.
1: This is Tex Ritter again for your New York, New Jersey, American motors dealers. And they're all going to be at the Greater New York Auto Show November the 4th through November the 12th at the
0: New York Coliseum. See you now. And tell them uh, Tex sent you. Well, thank you, Tex. And I'd like to say to all you... All you uh, pickin' and singin' fans, tonight at 8.30 p.m., there'll be a major Hollywood sneak preview of a new Walter matthau Carol Burnett film at the Century's Meadow Theater, 190th Street and the Long Island Expressway in Fresh, in Fresh Meadows. Uh, you tell them that uh, Big Charlie sent you, right? Do you suppose there live anywhere across this fabulous country a family that has never eaten at Mama Leone's? Take it. No, Mama Leone. I only only know three Italian words, and if I used any one of them, I'd be off the air in 30 seconds. Uh, Get set for the rugged winter driving ahead, friends. I'd like to remind you once again, ad infinitum, uh, that the winter cleat tires are waiting for you so that uh, when you find yourself, uh, you know, up to your hubcaps in snow, don't get mad at the mayor, get mad at yourself because you didn't get general winter cleat tires. All right. Hey, that was pretty good. We got him in there, didn't we? He'd be pretty good. Yes. I'll tell you, let's let's count that two spots, huh? Let's put another one. That'll make Jerry feel better. I'll remind you once again, you go out and see your general tire dealer in the box. Visit Phil McConkey. Yes, old Ford, the old Phil McConkey, General Tire Service, 1163 Ligon Avenue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, pull a sneaky on me. I'll pull a sneaky on you. Around that, the way it goes there, you know? Ah, my romantic tower, my romantic spire of dreams, reaching up into the sky. And, and in fact, you'll notice the golden spire of my tower is touching the very bottom of the clouds of crud that drift in from Jersey. And you'll notice that my golden spire is is uh, filled, the walls, from chock-a-block to chock-a-block, with cockroaches. Yes, and my friendly, my wonderful, my friendly landlord. With that glass eye, that evil stainless steel set of teeth he's got. Yes, try to get him on the phone when the hot water doesn't come out of my beautiful tower. You just try to get him on the phone when the temperature's 32 degrees in your bathroom on, the, you know, December 3rd or whatever. (laughs) Oh, but you know, this is another side of the picture. One doesn't look at that side, does one. George, does one. What do you mean, does one? I do. That's my problem. <laughs> and so tonight we've saluted cockroaches, we've uh, saluted uh, cockamamie sentiment, we've saluted Phil McConkey. we've uh, we've walked them out, we've scratched, and uh, well, you know, we've done the best we could, which is about all you can do under the consideration in the terms of. Our present life contract, right? I mean, you know, you can't be expected to do more than that. But uh, you know, you're beginning to slow up out there, the curves there. Now, this is uh, W O R New York. Now you stay tuned for John Scott, who has a fantastic beard, and the news.